Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful Parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 305. Today, we're talking about how to stay calm during a tantrum. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast, now with over a million downloads. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is a Mindful Parenting Bite episode. I get to teach you some stuff that I've learned over the years. There's so much to know about parenting. It's like sometimes I like look back at my former self and I think, why did I read all those books about birth? I needed to learn about afterwards. Gosh. And today we are going to talk about tantrums, how to stay calm during a tantrum. But before we get to how to stay calm during a tantrum, we're going to talk a little bit about why tantrums occur, what's the difference between a tantrum and a meltdown, and all of this stuff. So there's a lot in this episode. I'm excited for you to dive in and let's just do it. So first, let's talk about tantrums. It's like one of the biggest challenges of parenting. You know, they're hard to understand. They're hard to prevent. They're even harder to respond to effectively when they're happening. 
And when they occur with frequency past like the age when they're basically expected, like the terrible twos, right? They can really become a big problem for the child, not just the parents too. So first let's talk about what is a tantrum and what is a meltdown. Neither is a clinical term, but a lot of people use the word tantrum for like a milder outburst where the child kind of still retains some control over their behavior. You know, if it's a tantrum sometimes, it'll just go away by itself if no one's paying attention, right? A meltdown is when your child like loses control so completely that the behavior just only stops when they wear themselves out or the parent's able to calm them down. So, you know, whether they're mild or severe, tantrums are basically a symptom that your child is struggling with some emotions that they can't regulate. Of course, their brains aren't developed fully until like they're in their 20s. So there's a lot going on there. Of course, anger is the number one emotion that causes children to lose their bananas and blow up, right? It's like kind of like kitty road rage. <laughs> they feel overwhelmed. You know, they feel they maybe deserve or need something, the cookie, the game, screen time, whatever, and they feel like this sense of injustice. That's one of the symptoms. Anxiety can be a big trigger, can cause kids to just freak out. And the thing is, tantrums are like a symptom, right? You know, the psychologists tell us that there's no tantrum disorder or meltdown disorder because they're like fevers. They can be triggered by many different problems and we can't make them stop basically until we understand what's triggering them. So we're gonna talk a little bit about how to stay calm during the tantrums. You know, a two-year-old that's having tantrums, if you're having a kid with tantrums that, you know, your child is a little older, you may wanna look into inability to regulate emotions. It can be a cause, can be the result of an underlying problem. So you might wanna look into some of the common causes of frequent meltdowns. Your child could be diagnosed with ADHD. They could have anxiety. They could have learning problems. They could have depression or autism or sensory processing issues. So those are some things that can cause frequent tantrums. But I don't mean that to scare you because every kid has tantrums. And, you know, kids who have frequent emotional outbursts, they're basically, they, they lack certain skills that are going to help them handle the situation better, right? And those skills could be like impulse control, problem solving, delaying gratification. They may not know how to communicate really well or communicate their needs to adults really well or know it's appropriate, or they may have problems self-soothing. So this is really important to just kind of think about, you know, the reasons why your child is having a tantrum. You know, when we can recognize your child's needs in the moment, it may be because they want attention, they want something or need something, they're not getting what they want or need, or they don't, they're having delayed access to what they want or need. And then once you identify why your child, you can respond kind of more appropriately. So it's really helpful to kind of look into like what's underneath the tantrum and why the tantrum is happening. Regardless, it never ever helps any any 
situation for us to yell at a child who's having a tantrum. Like that never, never helps because that triggers their fear response. It triggers their stress response. They can't learn. It will often make things worse. It'll cause disconnection in your relationship. So regardless of what's causing it, our number one priority in those moments should be to regulate our own emotions for us to stay calm. That's why I titled this How to Stay Calm During a Tantrum, because that is really the number one thing other than like making sure your child is okay and not hurting themselves. That's really your number one thing. So let's remember that tantrums are totally developmentally appropriate, especially for kids under the age of three. Their language skills are still developing. And until they get some language skills, your kids are going to, you know, utilize other forms of communication to express their needs. And at this stage in life, it really just, a tantrum basically occurs because an immediate or urgent need is not being met, such as hunger, you know, fatigue, boredom, a desired connection or tension. And, you know, even if your child's over the age of three, a temper tantrum can still occur because their needs are not being met. But it may be only because they're a way of communicating because they're emotionally overwhelmed. So I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And the season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. As parents, we know that there are so many things in life that we have to compromise on. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that doctor that doesn't really listen to you. Instead, check out ZocDoc. This is a place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there's no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you actually know about. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com mindful and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mindful. ZocDoc.com mindful. We have to understand 
that every behavior is a communication. And so they're communicating that they're emotionally overwhelmed and they need assistance from a calm and collected adult, right? So they really, really need it. You know, we have to make sure our kid's okay, make sure they're safe. This is basically the, the three steps to how to help during a tantrum is make sure your kid's okay and safe, physically safe. Two, make sure you're okay. Be okay with making a scene. Like it's just an emotional outburst. It's normal. It's not something to shame and blame our child for. This happens. So forget everybody else. You be okay with helping your child. And then number three is to stay calm and be present. How do we do that? How do we do that? That's the big question. How do we stay calm? Ay, 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 because it's like you're probably embarrassed. It feels like judgment is happening. It's triggering your own stress response. Like there's so much happening in this. So staying calm is not an easy ask. And that's why calming is the first step in the mindful parenting method. And we have four modules that work us through different strategies and tools and tips to help you calm reactivity because this is the number one thing that we can do for our kids and to be good parents is to be able to calm our own reactivity so that we can be there, right? So that we can actually be helpers. I'm gonna talk about calming reactivity in two ways. <laughs> and one is we need to calm our overall reactivity. And so really the best way to remain calm in stressful situations is to reduce your overall stress. You know, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you seeing your friends and family? Are you having downtime? All of those self-care things. This is why I say self-care is not selfish. It is your responsibility because if you are depleted, you're gonna be useless for this really challenging situation. It doesn't take much to push you over the edge, you're already losing it, kid. And that's a mess. We don't want that. That's not what we want. So to calm your overall reactivity in mindful parenting, we work on mindfulness because it is one of the best ways, research proven ways to change the brain and to reduce our overall reactivity. It increases our sense of wellness. It helps us sleep better at night. It decreases anxiety, decreases depression. And big, this is so big for us parents, it increases impulse control. So that overall stress levels, sleep, exercise, friends and family, and a mindfulness practice is huge. It can really, really, really help build that muscle of non-reactivity, right? You know, we're not gonna go to the big game this is the temper tantrum, right? The temper tantrum is the big game. You're not going to be able to go to the big game for your child and just be able to like bat a thousand if you are never going to a practice and you don't have a coach. So if we are doing all these things to build our muscle of non-reactivity, it is not going to be such a huge difficult thing. It's not going to be beyond our ability when we're in that moment of crisis of the tantrum to calm your overall reactivity, okay? So it really is important. Your overall stress levels really matter and that can help enormously. So then what do you do in that moment when that's happening? Well, trying to build that muscle overall really, really helps. And the moment when that's happening, 
when the tantrum is happening, we really need access to our whole brain because we want to be able to recognize our child's needs in the moment, maybe without giving into them. So we may need to respond in such a way like, yeah, you know, empathetically respond, reflectively respond. You really, really wanted that, that toy and you can't have it. That stinks, you know? So acknowledging their feelings really, really does help. If your child is too far gone, if the toy is the straw that broke the camel's back, then you can, in that moment, I think it's really, really helpful. And what I talk about in mindful parenting is having like a plan, you know, to plan it out, plan ahead, you know, about how you want to respond in those moments. So now I'm going to give you a couple tools. One is those deep, slow breaths. And I know, I know, but it's cliche for a reason. Seriously, they are teaching the Navy SEALs the deep, slow breaths, six deep, deep, slow breaths so that they can use it in their incredibly stressful moments. So if it's working for them, it can work for you. And this is why it works. So when you take a deep breath in and then you do a long exhale, longer than your inhale, you're forcing your body to recognize that it's not an emergency, that you don't have to like react right away. So if you can do three to six of those, that will really start to shift it so that you can use your whole brain. It'll shift that fight, flight, or freeze response into the opposite rest and relaxed response, right? So those deep, slow breaths, do them. They work. They really, really work. And then you can also have the mind lead the body, okay? So you can use a mantra, I am safe. This is not an emergency, right? These are mantras designed to address our stress response. Like this is not an emergency, I'm safe, I'm helping my child, I'm helping my child, right? Like these are things we can say to ourselves and I always recommend that the mindful parenting folks write them down on post-it note, put them in a bunch of different places, And, you know, you can use these mantras and these breaths to really calm your stress response, okay? So you can use these tools. They're pretty simple, you know, it's not really complex, but the trick is remembering to use them. And that's where a regular practice and support of community and all of those things really come into play where we are building that muscle of calming our reactivity overall. And then let's imagine we're calming our reactivity overall. And then we get to that stressful moment. Then we take those deep breaths. Maybe shake out the hands, sigh it out. And we say, okay, I'm safe. This is not an emergency. And then, then we're able to be in that moment and to recognize what your child's needs are in that moment. And the best way to respond and help your child during a tantrum is to just make sure your child's okay, be okay with making a scene, and you stay calm and present because little kids regulate their emotions through you. They don't have great emotional regulation. They don't have great impulse control, you know, et cetera. So their behavior is communicating to you, hey, mom or dad, I need to borrow your calm. I need to borrow your calm. So your number one job then is to regulate your emotions and calm you. And as the adult, we're the ones who can do that. Okay. I hope this has been a helpful episode for you to listen to a little bit longer. 
how to stay calm during a tantrum. I really want to know if this has been helpful to you. Tag me on Instagram at mindfulmamamentor and let me know if this helps you. That's why I do this. You know, I love, love, love doing work that helps others. And you know, my team loves it. We all get excited. We share them around when you let us know. So let me know what you're taking from this, if it's helpful. And that would just make my day so much. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I just wish you a peaceful week. I hope this helps. And I cannot wait to connect with you again next time here on the Mindful Mama podcast. Namaste. I am still sometimes a yeller. (laughs) I yell too much to my kids. I have four kids. It was really bad. I just have to take this to... I didn't know to change something that was not healthy. Not for me and not for my kids. I can listen to them and that's great because they know that I'm listening to them. Now I'm less reactive. I'm not slowed when my kids say something like I did before. It's calm. Everything is calm here now. So take this, these classes because we'll help you. We'll teach you a lot of things and you can see that you are not alone in this world, that you're not a bad mother. I think you need to to take these classes. I say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Mindfulparentingcourse.com.
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.